Welcome to the Lead On Podcast. This is Jeff Orge, the president of Gateway Seminary, talking with you about practical issues related to ministry leadership. Uh, well, I'm getting ready to go to the Southern Baptist Convention in Birmingham, Alabama next week. And that leads me to talk about some issues related to the convention and what it means to be a part of this movement called Southern Baptist. Uh, the convention meeting, it happens every summer, rotates around the country. Uh, the Southern Baptist Convention has adopted a rotation plan, which means that uh, for every fifth year, the convention comes to the West. And frankly, uh, that means that in the West, we get a flavor or a taste of what the meeting is like from time to time. Uh, for the past few years, that convention in the West has been in Phoenix, but the next time it comes to the West in a couple of years, it'll be here in Anaheim, California, near our campus in Ontario. So the convention meeting rotates uh, around the country. It happens every summer in the second week of June, and it's a an important gathering for our national denomination to conduct its business and to establish a national presence for the work that we do. I'd like to talk first of all about the convention meeting itself. Uh, what is it? What's it like? What happens there? A and then give you some pointers about how to interpret what you hear about the meeting if you don't attend and you only hear uh, through news media or through social media uh, what happens there. So first of all, what is it? What is the Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting? Well, this may surprise you, but it is a business meeting. You say, really? Well, I thought it was about preaching and missions and banquets and seminaries and reports and motions and resolutions and all of those kinds of things. And it is all of those things. But the core of why the meeting happens is to conduct the business of the Southern Baptist Convention. You could do away with everything else, but you can't do away with the business because that's the legal reason why we have to have a meeting every summer. The, the, the messengers that arrive there are the Southern Baptist Convention annual meeting as constituted. And they must vote to adopt a budget. They must vote to elect the boards of trustees for the entities. They must vote to do certain things or the convention has no legal authority or no legal empowerment to continue its work for the following year. And so while there's a lot of things that go on at the convention, and if you've ever looked at one of the programs, man, the program is packed. And then outside the program, there are breakfasts and lunches and dinners. There's fellowships and receptions. There's side meetings for all kinds of different constituency groups and fellowships. And that's all great. But, that, but, but all of that can go away, and you still have to have the business meeting because that's the reason for the Southern Baptist Convention summer meeting. Second, what is the meeting like? Well, I have jokingly referred to the Southern Baptist Convention as a Southern tent revival meets a flea market out at a town hall meeting with dinner on the grounds. That's what the Southern Baptist Convention summer meeting is like. It's a Southern tent revival. There's preaching and singing and praying in a huge arena. There's a flea market. Well, not exactly, but there'll be a hundred or more 
companies, organizations, and ministries that will have booths at the Southern Baptist Convention. And you can go and pick up all kinds of giveaways and all kinds of information uh, that will help you to understand all that's offered to you uh, from these various vendors. It's a town hall meeting, as I've already said. It's a business meeting. It's where people get together and make motions and have discussion and take votes. And it's dinner on the grounds. Uh, I seem to go from one meal to the next at the Southern Baptist Convention because there's all these meetings that are associated that have meals uh, included with them. And so it's all of that (laughs) rolled into one, and quite honestly, there's nothing quite like it. If you've never been, you need to go at least once just to see what what it's like when all this comes together in one place. So what happens at the convention? Well, remember, the first thing that happens is the convention does its business. The convention meets to receive motions, to take votes, uh, to establish its budget and its uh, entity boards, and to establish certain policies and procedures that it wants followed. The convention meets and directs its work in this short annual meeting every summer. And then besides the business, there's preaching. Uh, Some of the best preachers in the world are invited to speak to the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, every year, the president of the convention preaches, and others preach along with him in the meeting. There's also worship. In fact, the worship at the Southern Baptist Convention is, is inspiring, it's moving, it's sometimes breathtaking in how good it is and how powerful it is. And there's typically a, a variety of styles of worship, although uh, there'll be one predominant band or choir or team that leads throughout the event. There's usually an interspersing of other groups that give it a great deal of variety. And the convention includes inspiration. You hear reports from, for example, the International Mission Board, the North American Mission Board, and others that talk about what God has done. And quite frankly, these reports are done at a very high quality with uh, with video and testimonies and often live uh, speakers that, that that have global impact. It's it's a it's a very inspiring part of the convention to just to be uplifted to realize what God is doing through us as Southern Baptists. And then another big part of the convention is networking. It's meeting people. It's going to the convention and reconnecting with people from other parts of the country. It's going to the convention and uh, meeting new people and establishing new relationships around shared interests or shared activities. So there's business and preaching and worship and inspiration and networking. These are all the positive aspects of the meeting and reasons that that you'd want to go and be a part. But the meeting also, because of all of those things, has some negative. Uh, the negative of those five positives are things like pontificating. People just going on and on and on about their particular uh, s- uh, s- pet issue or special subject. Uh, they uh, can do this in the sessions. They can do this when they get to a microphone to make a motion or to offer a resolution. Uh, pontificating, just going on and on and on, usually about something that's not at the core of what we're trying to accomplish, but it's ancillary to it, but this person wants to bring it into the core. And a part of that pontificating is also protesting. Another thing that happens at the convention every year is protesters. People outside the convention hall with uh, signs and banners and handing out literature, uh, every kind of imaginable thing that uh, that people are opposed to or supportive, uh, all those kinds of things get protested in the uh, on the sidewalks of the Southern Baptist Convention. 
And frankly, that 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 uh, that uh, uh, protesting uh, can be distracting. But quite honestly, usually it's such a routine part of the convention these days that most messengers and people that attend the convention just uh, go by, give it a, give it a look, uh, maybe even say an encouraging word, and then come on into the building. Uh, it's mainly to get on TV. That's why they do it, all right? And then there's posturing and politicking uh, where people are trying to uh, get elected to something or get noticed by someone or, or, or get a place on a resp- uh, in, a, in responsibility or get more people to read their blog or pay attention to them on Twitter. Unfortunately, that goes on too. And the last thing is there's criticism that happens. Now, some of this is appropriate. People like me are accountable to the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, I'm directly accountable through our board of trustees, and that gives me a, a, a bit of more direct accountability and some insulation from the convention uh, and messengers uh, attacking or criticizing me too much at the convention. But nevertheless, when I go there, I expect to be questioned. I expect to have critical things said about my work. I expect people to hold me accountable for the trust they've given me to be a leader, in, among, a leader among Southern Baptists. So the criticism can be good in if, it, if it helps to hold us accountable and keep us uh, sharp in what we do. Unfortunately, it can sometimes also be negative, where people uh, attack without all the facts, or they, or they say or do things in ways that are harmful, hurtful, rather than helpful. Uh, that can be a, a negative aspect of the convention. So... The convention meeting itself, what is it? Well, at the core, it's a business meeting, but it also includes preaching and networking and worship and inspiration and all the good parts that make such a meeting so meaningful. Uh, It has some negative, but that's just to be expected when you gather that many thousand people in one place uh, for any kind of event or meeting. Now, having described what it's like there and what happens there, let me warn you to beware of news reports about the Southern Baptist Convention. Almost every year, I watch news reports and I ask myself the question, were they at the same meeting that I attended? Because so often the news reports are so very much different than anything I experienced in the meeting. Or the news reports are so very much shaded or jaded away from the thrust or the core of what happened in the meeting, that it causes me to just wonder, were the people really even present? Seldom, news reports seldom accurately reflect the main thrust of the meeting. The main thrust of the meeting of the Southern Baptist Convention is the mission of taking the gospel to the whole world. This is talked about in seminary reports. It's talked about in mission board reports. It's talked about by our other entity reports. This is talked about by speakers who preach about key themes related to the convention's work. What is woven throughout all aspects of the convention meeting is the responsibility we have to share the gospel all around the world and to build strong churches. That is the the main thrust of the meeting, but you seldom hear that reported. Instead, what news reports tend to do is pick out one motion or one resolution Uh, And they focus on that as if that were the most important thing that happened at the meeting. They'll focus on five minutes of what happened when someone made a motion or someone offered a resolution. They'll focus on those five minutes and ignore the two days of information that poured out about these other issues. 
And when they do this, news reporters tend to want to focus on something controversial or something they perceive to be controversial or something they can make to be controversial. And I had a really personal experience with this a number of years ago when I was at the convention. Um, you know, I live on the West Coast, and going back east, the time zone's tough for me, so I don't always get up and go to the really early parts of the convention. I tend to go, you know, a little later in the morning and then stay late into the night. And that's what I had done on this particular day. And so I got an early morning phone call. I was still asleep, woke me up uh, in my hotel room, and I said, uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> and the person said, hello, this is so-and-so from such-and-such -such a news station. And I said, oh, Okay. He said, uh, we want to take you live on the radio in about five minutes. Before I do that, I want to ask you a couple of questions about the uh, resolution that's going to be offered today at the Southern Baptist Convention uh, to boycott Disney. And I said, uh, all right. He said, how do you feel about the resolution? And I said, I, I don't know. He said, what do you mean you don't know? I said, well, I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I, I don't know how it's going to be worded. I, I don't know what it's going to entail. He said, well, uh, yes, but, but, but when it is uh, published, uh, what, what will be your opinion? Will you be supportive? Will you be opposed? How will you speak about it? And I said, well, you know, I, I really can't answer your question until I read the document. So uh, sorry, but I don't have an opinion until I see what it is that's going to be proposed. And then he said, well, you don't seem, you don't seem to think this is very important. You, you're not acting like this, this is a very important opportunity for you to be on the radio. And I said, well, honestly... It's not important to me. And then he asked me this question. He said, well, then, what is important to you about the Southern Baptist Convention? And I said, 5,000 missionaries sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world, another 3,000 home missionaries and state convention workers starting churches and doing gospel ministry all across the United States, and over 40,000 churches banded together to try to accomplish uh, good in our nation. He said, oh, and hung up on me. <laughs> and that encapsulates perfectly how the media responds to and deals with the Southern Baptist Convention. Yes, a few years ago, the Southern Baptist Convention vo voted to boycott Disney. But that even in that convention wasn't the primary thing we met to do. We met to celebrate missions. We, uh, we met to celebrate missionaries. We met to talk about the gospel and church planting. That's why we gathered. And when I said that, the only response I got was, oh, and a person who hung up on me. So when you're listening to news reports about the Southern Baptist Convention, expect that the news media will pick up on something that is either controversial, they perceive to be controversial, or they can make controversial. And when they do this, they're going to pick out something that probably took about three to five minutes of the two-day meeting, and that's all the program time that was given over to it. But yet, They'll make it out to be that this was the most significant thing the convention did, the greatest debate the convention had, the most energy that the convention expended. Now, they also like to focus on something that a messenger or a speaker says as speaking for Southern Baptists. Now, Southern Baptists know our polity, and we understand that there is no one person who can speak for Southern Baptists. We can speak as a Southern Baptist, but not for Southern Baptists. No one 
has been given the authority or the responsibility to speak for Southern Baptists. You'll hear prominent denominational leaders say, I rise to speak as a Southern Baptist, and they'll give their opinion, they'll give their perspective, they'll give their conviction. But we, we don't have anyone that speaks for Southern Baptist. And yet, I'll frequently see news reports saying this messenger rose and spoke for the convention or this person preached and said at the convention, implying that the convention was endorsing everything that he was saying. Listen, be careful. When you hear anyone being portrayed as speaking for Southern Baptist, you can know right away that media person does not understand how our denomination works because no one can speak for Southern Baptist. You can only speak as a Southern Baptist about the issues of the Southern Baptist Convention. So we've talked about what the convention is. We've talked about how it gets reported and how we need to be careful in understanding the information we get about the convention. And now I want to wrap up the podcast by talking about another question, and that is why stay in the Southern Baptist Convention? In light of all that's going to happen next week in Birmingham and all that's going to be put out in the news media and all the information and misinformation that will be put out about us. Why stay Southern Baptist? Well, uh, to help answer that question, I want to tell you a story about something that happened to me when I was a young pastor. Uh, This was back in the early 1990s, and Southern Baptist had done a couple of things that were really frustrating to me and I thought embarrassing to our denomination and I was really disgusted by it all. And so I was venting uh, about these issues to an older leader uh, among Southern Baptists here in the Western United States. Uh, I, I, I told him, I don't understand why we're doing these things. I don't want to be a part of these uh, issues any longer. I, we keep shooting ourselves in the foot and doing stupid things and embarrassing ourselves and making it harder and harder to get the gospel out and get a hearing from people. I just went on and on and on and on and on. And when I finished my speech, this older man said to me, well, I'm with you. Where are we going? And I said, excuse me? He said, I'm with you. You're fed up with the Southern Baptist Convention, and so am I. So I'm asking you this question, where are we going? I just sat there and looked at him as he waited for my answer. And after, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds, he smiled and said, well, Jeff, that's the point, isn't it? Where are we going? He said, is there another group out there that's more committed to the Bible than we are? Is there another group out there that's more effective at sharing the gospel than we are? Is there there another group out there that's more committed to standing up for what's right morally in our nation? Is there another group out there that's got less uh, sinful leaders, got less ego-driven decision-making? Who's out there that's that's better? I want to go there. And I realized what he was saying. You know, as long as the Southern Baptist Convention is made up of fallen humanity, it's going to have its struggles. And as long as we live in a world where particularly media is so dominated by people who have an anti-Christian agenda, we're going to be reported on in ways that are frustrating and hurtful. But his question was very important to me that day, and it still rings in my mind all these years later. Where are we going? And so I decided a number of years ago that I was going to remain with the Southern Baptist Convention. It's not perfect, believe me. I see it from the inside on so many levels. I understand the struggles, the difficulties, the heartaches, the shortcomings, frankly, just the sins that are part of our denominational life. Uh, 
But I'm also moved deeply by some reasons to stay that overwhelm the reasons to leave. Here's a few of them. First of all, I've stayed in the Southern Baptist Convention because there's much more positive about us than there is negative. Now, we had a big negative earlier this spring when the Houston Chronicle ran a report about sexual abuse among Southern Baptist churches. It was painful to read. Every instance of sexual abuse is a horrific incident. There's no excusing it, and there's no making light of it. But a person called me, a young woman, a young mother, called me a few days after the report came out, and she said, have you seen this report? I said, yes, I have. She said, and you've read it? I said, yes, I have. She said, well, I've studied it fairly thoroughly, and I I have a conclusion that may surprise you. And I said, what's that? She said, my conclusion is that in 46,000 churches, we average about 20 incidents of sexual abuse per year for the last 20 years. She said, my conclusion is the safest place for a child to be on a Sunday in the United States of America is in a Baptist church. She said there are millions of Southern Baptists and thousands of pastors and thousands of churches that don't have any taint or hint of sexual abuse as a part of their ministry. And yet this report makes it seem like everyone is involved. Well, as I said, every incident is awful. Every incident is horrific. I I can't speak strongly enough about how bad it is when anyone is a victim of sexual abuse. But the reality is it's a very, very small percentage of people in the Southern Baptist Convention who've been involved in this. Even in that particular issue, or on that particular issue, there is so much more positive being done for children by the Southern Baptist Convention than the negative. And then I stayed in the SBC because I really do believe we can do more together than we can do separately. I was working with a more independent-minded church recently, and they were bragging to me about their missionaries. They said, oh, you know, we, we support 21 missionaries. And I said, really? And they said, well, we don't provide their whole support. We, we just provide partial support. They, they raise money from other churches too, but we've got 21 missionaries out there. And I said, wow, that's great. I said, you know, my, my church got about 5,000. They said, 5,000? I said, yeah, we've got several thousand international missionaries and several thousand church planters and home missionaries. I said, yeah, we, we've got about 5,000. Wow, that's a whole lot more than 21. And about the same size mission budget. So what I'm saying is a, a church can do a lot 21 is a good number of missionaries to support, but you take the same amount of money and you combine it with gifts from 40-plus thousand other Southern Baptist churches, and the results are exponentially greater as God gives us the missionary force that he's given us to support all around the world. We can do more together than we can do separately. Then here's another one. I've stayed Southern Baptist because we have more in common than what divides us. Now, working at a seminary, I I hear a lot about the divisions in Southern Baptist life, particularly the doctrinal ones. But quite frankly, 
uh, there's not that much difference on the doctrinal spectrum among Southern Baptists. Uh, we, we, we have far more that unites us than that divides us. And so if you put all Southern Baptists on a theological continuum, there'd be a little bit of a range to be sure. But if you put that continuum within the larger continuum of evangelicals in our nation, we, you would see that we are really bunched together in what we believe and, how we, and what we uh, hold to theologically. And more in common that divides us is, is more than just theological. It's, it's also political. It's also cultural. Uh, it's in so many ways that we are a people that are much more alike then we are divided. We have more that holds us together and more in common than we do that divides us or separates us from each other. And then finally, I've stayed a Southern Baptist because um, there's much more to the denomination of being a Southern Baptist than there is to the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, this distinction is lost on a lot of people, so let me make it again here today. There's a difference between the Southern Baptist denomination and the Southern Baptist Convention. The Southern Baptist Convention is a meeting that happens every summer, and it's, it's a national denominational entity which has seminaries and mission boards and um, publishing house and retirement uh, and services company. That, that's our national denomination. That's the Southern Baptist Convention. But the Southern Baptist denomination is much bigger than that. The Southern Baptist denomination includes 42 state conventions, uh, about 1,200 Baptist associations. It includes Baptist hospitals, Baptist children's homes. It includes Baptist camps, Baptist colleges. It includes all of this, which has come to operate under the umbrella of Southern Baptists. Remember, the Southern Baptist denomination is much bigger than the Southern Baptist convention. And so I've stayed in the Southern Baptist Convention because I recognize that by doing so, I'm a part of the Southern Baptist denomination. And being a part of this big family gives me access to so much kingdom work that I'm a part of, and it gives me a good sense that I'm touching the nation and the world because I'm a part of a big denomination that has so many more facets to it than just the Southern Baptist Convention. Well, I'm going to Birmingham next week. I'm going to help do the business, listen to a lot of preaching and singing and do some praying and some networking. I'll come away inspired. I'll also probably come away frustrated because somebody will say something that makes me angry or embarrasses us or frustrates me, and I'll shake my head and wonder, why am I here? What are we doing? Can't we stop being uh, uh, doing these things to ourselves, especially in public? And I'll be uh, dismayed by how the news media reports some of what we've done. But when it's all said and done, I'll walk away and say, I'm glad I'm a part of the Southern Baptist family because there's more positive than negative. We can do more together than we can separately. We have more in common than what divides us. And I'm a part of a denomination that's way bigger than the Southern Baptist Convention that has hospitals and camps and children's homes and colleges and all kinds of ministry that's touching people across our nation and around the world. So I hope to see you in Birmingham. If you're there, come by the Golden Gate. Or <laughs> Did I just say that? If, uh, if you're there, come by the Gateway booth and say hi and come to the Gateway Luncheon on Wednesday. We'd be glad to have you. Well, there was a slip up there, called it Golden Gate. I got connected to the Southern Baptist Convention and thinking about how we've switched our identity there and misspoke. Thought I'd stop doing that, but I guess even I'm still doing it from time to time. Well, we'll see you at the SBC as we lead on.